El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I don't do anything at all, ever. Joining me today, what can I say about this guy that hasn't been said already? He is a constant presence on this show. He is... One of the best to do it, to do what? It, anything, you name it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about myself. Also joining me, he hasn't been on the show in a minute. He used to host a podcast on a network called Bleak and Review. He still hosts that podcast sometimes. He also hosts a comedy show called Avatar 2 that is celebrating its one year anniversary. How neat is that? Ladies and gentlemen, we're always happy to have him here. Kevin Anderson. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Jeff, don't do that. Don't do what? I'm just sitting the here behind the microphone, just ready to talk. You were doing, you know what? You gaslight That me thing you do? Doing. Great movie. Ooh. It's fine. Great movie. It's fine. It's a fine movie. Hey, Jeff's here. My co-host, Jeff hey, May. It's me, Jeff. It's me, Jeff May from, from Unpops. Everyone had to expect that. There's always like a 50-50 chance. I think even better than that, that Jeff's going to be here. He's usually here. Not usually here, but here now, our foreign policy expert, Kevin Anderson. Hi. Definitely here to disappoint in that department. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kevin, can't wait to just sit here and make desert puns the whole episode. <laughs> Great. That's all we want. That's all we need. Yeah. Get, Kevin get, is here get for the oiled up play. for him there, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, no how's it going? It it's been it's been a while. It's been a while since you've been on. It's the been pod. a while. As as the as the band stained with no e once said, it has right. been a while since I've gotten uh, fuck things up the way I always do. Right. Uh, it's good. Things are good. Good. By the way, cats. that song that song gets regular radio play in Massachusetts still. Oh, I believe that doesn't surprise me. I, I went, like it's like the reason by Hoobastank. You'll just always hear it somewhere for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we talking about this week? I honestly don't even know. Let's just make some shit up. Hey, just joking. We're talking about Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is hot right now. It's in the news on all sorts of fronts. People just cannot quit fucking with Saudi Arabia. And I don't mean fucking with like, hey, don't mess with Saudi Arabia. Don't be mean. Like People pranking. Cannot. Ashton Kutcher punking. So yeah. Pretending the tax man showing up to take all their oil. It's the Justin we put a whoopee Timberlake. cushion on the Iman's throne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Iman, by the way, a classic model. Imam is a religious leader. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Kevin meant the model, though. Foreign, foreign policy expert. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Saudi Arabia, people cannot cut ties with Saudi Arabia, whether you're talking the American government or entertainers, athletes, the fucking president. What president? All of them. They all fucking Literally love. Literally all of them, yeah. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, generally, but also, like, when was there one that didn't? Saudi Arabia has this very, very weird existence where they they have this sort of version of Sharia law where it's it's very conservative, but they're also, like, very much sort of, like, in that Western world. They're very involved in the Western world in spite of the fact that they have those, like, common – not necessarily common, but those those philosophies of – you know, very misogynistic policies. Yeah, I mean, mm. there we rely on each other, really, Saudi Arabia and the United yeah. States, because it's a big risk for them to buddy up with us the way they do, because everyone else in the region hates us. But at the same time, it's a really bad look for us to buddy up with them. Yeah, like they buddy up to us, but also they kind of 9 11 us. Well, they kind of did 9 11, but here's the thing. Who like, hasn't? I, yeah. <laughs> you know, if we break yeah. it down to it. There, but for the grace of God, go any of us, for one thing. But also, I don't know. That's a whole conspiracy. Like, who did 9-11 really benefit? The American war machine Me. more than anyone else. But yeah. Comedy. <laughs> comedy, of course. Yeah. Great things. For Not me. Mariah Carey's glitter. No, no. Very unfortunately yeah. released. <laughs> 
very close to 9-11. But actually, you can't blame the failure of Glitter on 9-11 because the blueprint came out on 9-11. And I love to tell people that I did still go by Jay-Z's The Blueprint on (laughs) 9-11, even though everything had happened. I I wasn't going to, like, not go home and listen to H to the Izzo or whatever that song was called. Wait, and so you're saying that the blueprint has held up better over the years than Mariah Carey's Glitter? <laughs> um, Here's the thing. I will stand behind Mariah Carey's Glitter anytime. It's actually a very underrated album. <sighs> okay, we're getting off track, but also Mariah Carey. Per- <laughs> she performed in Saudi Arabia, so it kind of fits. But <laughs> Glitter is way ahead of its time. If you listen to that album now, that is what pop and R&B go on to be over the rest of the decade. It's just that Irv Gotti and Ja Rule collaborated with Tommy Mottola to like steal material from her and give it to Jennifer Lopez, which is why Mariah Carey had that breakdown and is also why when she was asked by a reporter what she thought of Jennifer Lopez, she said, I don't know her. Because she's probably not allowed to talk about the <laughs> things that happened with her and Jennifer Lopez and Tommy Matola. But just Google it. It happened. It's all for real. Anyway, Saudi fucking Arabia. <laughs> we are talking about it. Specifically, I mean, there's, there's a few different ways it's in the news right now. The biggest one is obviously Joe Biden. Joe Biden just went to Saudi Arabia. Who? Has Joe Biden done anything good? Since becoming you mean sleepy Brandon president, <laughs> I you know I mean yes I, I he has done a few things, but they are vastly overshadowed by either his inaction on things that he promised or the fact that he is just dropping the ball egregiously. Yeah, like specifically with in the in the sense of like which you know every democratic you know, person has ever done, but it's just like the things that clearly everyone wants and is shouting for on his side of the party, quote unquote, uh, he does either absolutely nothing or the direct opposite uh, over and over again, like funding police aggressively and all that. But it's just like, well, you know, we want to, we want to fix this and we want this to stop. So what about more tanks? Yeah. (laughs) Should we get more tanks domestically? Police reform's a big one. Immigration, he hasn't really done that much to change immigration policy as it was under Trump, because immigration policy under Trump is kind of what it was under Obama and Biden. Trump was just a little more aggressive about it, and Biden hasn't really relented on that front. I think Biden believes that everyone wants a retro president, but it's the wrong kind of retro. Yeah, this isn't a throwback Thursdays moment that we're waiting for. He's like, weed is bad, Jack. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get more cops out there. You you got to roll it up and smoke it like a jazz cigarette? I don't think so. (laughs) Officer Friendly going to take care of Corn Pop. (laughs) Not on Papa President's watch. (laughs) Yeah, my issue with Biden has always been, for one thing, that thing where people were like, well, if you don't vote for Biden, you're voting for Trump. And it's like, well, if you look at his background, if you vote for Biden, you're kind of voting for Trump. Like, what are we talking? Racist actions in the past? Biden wrote the crime bill that disproportionately incarcerated black people for decades. So it's not like we should have been expecting much right. out of Biden. Like we got, we got it was the nineties, you know, it was, it was forever ago. It was Thursday. <laughs> it was, we were all, we were all watching. She's all that. And we just couldn't, you know, everything just throw back classic only nineties kids. Remember, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what we should have been expecting from Biden on stuff like this. Like, Saudi Arabia, he said during his campaign that he would treat Saudi Arabia as the pariah state that they are. And should we back up and tell people why Saudi Arabia sucks? Like, I think everyone knows, right? The 9-11 thing's pretty big. 9-11, it's like, it's a, it, I was literally just going to say it was a pretty big party foul. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's like giving an upper decker or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> double dipping a chip. <laughs> we double dip the they- planes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. This episode is going to get us on a list. <laughs> yeah, but that oh, list will be the oh, fucking best podcast ever. <laughs> that list will be in Saudi Arabia, and I'm never going there, so I don't give a shit. Yeah, Saudi Arabia, the, there's the 9-11 thing. That's obviously a cause. Like, the 9-11... Wait, what 9-11? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Nine eleven. You talking about glitter again? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know we got to get through this. Nine yeah. eleven victims' families want to sue Saudi Arabia so bad, so bad, and it was actually Obama who stopped them. Like they had a lawsuit in the works, and Obama stepped in and was like, "No, that's now hold your horses. That is not gonna happen." And They've been lobbying for it ever since. And the reason for it is obvious. Most of the hijackers were Saudis. Right. Uh, the question is, is though you would bankrupt Saudi Arabia. They don't have the money for this. Yeah, exactly. They, 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 they cannot stomach the financial hit that would come from a lawsuit. And here's the thing. Maybe it would bankrupt them and maybe it should. They did 9-11. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's a pretty big to, to be fair we've 9 11 a lot of places so that's what i was thinking yeah. earlier Law- when you were like lawsuits <laughs> might not be the best idea well that yeah and that's, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to invite that criticism to come back at us that's we already obviously, have negative money as a country i don't know if we can <laughs> yeah that's obviously the argument against it is well if you open up that then well our leaders could be tried for all the things we've done and here's the thing all right that's fine. That's fine. Like what? So what are you telling me? George Bush might face war crime charges? Oh no, not the Bush family. Like, how's Dick Cheney going to afford another iron lung or whatever he's got now? Exactly. Bankrupt all. Let's all be poor. Let's, let's bankrupt all, all these motherfuckers. Let's all yeah. just be poor, including Saudi Arabia. Let's do it. They because they also fucking murdered a journalist, and it was like a brutal murdering, like a bone saw murdering. They murdered him on a fucking Zoom call. They had people in Saudi Arabia watch. That's nuts. Yeah, like we can't, like all we got was Tubin. Like imagine if Tubin <laughs> was cutting his own dick off. <laughs> I do. I definitely do. <laughs> yeah, they've never even found Jamal Khashoggi's body. Yeah. Did you think they got it done in 40 <laughs> minutes or do you think they took the extra time to get the bonus? Uh... It would be so funny if they were like counting down. To the last 10 minutes, like, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> well, they had audio they because they were still recording on Audacity outside of it. So, like, oh, the, sure. the Patreon only got 40 minutes of the video, but the audio captured the whole thing. This just, is so inside baseball. It <laughs> <laughs> sure is. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> uh, but Khashoggi, what, he was so he was a, a journalist. It was critical. He was an American journalist, by the way. He, well, he wrote for the Washington Post. I don't know if he was an American citizen, but yeah, they killed him. Yeah, well, Just you know. he was kind of around. I don't remember this story. Like, I, I get all my, like, overseas, like, contractor murders confused sometimes. <laughs> you don't I remember this story? Uh, I, I mean, I think I do. I just didn't. I didn't actually. Um, he know, was look the up and read about it. journalist. He was at the consulate in Turkey when it happened. It was Turkey. Yeah, he was killed in Istanbul. Yeah. Um, Not Constantinople. And he had to go to the consulate to get documents to get married. And the thing is, it was Saudi Arabia that was telling him he needed to go to this consulate to get these documents so he could get married. And when he got there, they murdered him on video. Like you can – the audio, you can hear a hacksaw being used to dismember his body. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah he went good. to he went to Indiana State University, which I'm sure was easy for him to be in Indiana while he was wearing, you know, like a headscarf or whatever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure Indiana was very welcome to a guy named Jamal Khashoggi. Yeah. And it seemed like that killing was really going to turn public opinion when it came to Saudi Arabia, which is crazy yeah. because, again, 9-11 also. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Like, honestly, that's such a faking the throw moment because like, was it? Yeah. Like, was it really going to be the thing? Well, that's the thing. That's that's what brings us back to Joe Biden. If you ask Joe Biden during the campaign, because the Jamal Khashoggi murder happened in 2018. So Biden had plenty of time when he was campaigning to comment on it. And his quote about Saudi Arabia when he was campaigning was, they have to be held accountable. We are going to make them pay the price and make them, in fact, the pariah that they are, Jack. Oh, he didn't say Jack <laughs> at the end. I mean, he probably did, but it's not included in the quote. Yeah, so he did that, right? Yeah. Jack. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I'm sure. as we get along in the notes, we're going to come to the point where Joe Biden definitely doled out that punishment. He also said he supported the CIA's findings that the killing of Jamal Khashoggi was ordered by the Saudi crown prince. 
But then it was a whole different thing when he took office. Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. I do. I did. Uh, I looked up just because I was curious. I was like, I want to make sure I know which one this is. And I, the Saudi government, just in response, I like that they're like, first they were like, no, he left alive. And then the second one was he died in a fist fight is what they said. They were like, yeah, he got his head punched off. Like, <laughs> in mortal com- like he entered yeah, mortal he combat. Fatality. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled his heart out of his chest. <laughs> yeah. He fought, a, he fought a ninja that froze him to death. <laughs> yeah. A ninja from hell turned into a dragon and set his insides on fire. There is surveillance footage from the consulate. They actually sent someone wearing his clothes like out into the oh, the, that's, the that's world crazy. app to so they could like stage surveillance footage and be like, see? And everyone who looked at it was like, that's not him. I hope the guy was like three sizes too small or too like just <laughs> it was something silly like that. clothes. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's blood at all the seams of the clothes that they've hastily sewn back together. It's one guy standing on another guy's shoulders in his clothes. <laughs> like this, this, this is an R-rated film, yeah. please. I mean one. I mean two. <laughs> yeah, Khashoggi was eight and a half feet tall. It's like bin Laden. <laughs> so Fast forward to March 2021. Biden is firmly in office as our new prez. And again, it seemed like maybe we were turning a corner in our relations with Saudi Arabia because in March 2021, that is when the Biden administration released a classified intelligence report on that murder that Trump had suppressed. And sure enough, it confirmed that Mohammed bin Salman, MBS, as they call him, ordered the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. Hi, did somebody here order the murder? Somebody <laughs> order the murder here? Have the, er- the, the murder you ordered. Murder for Paul? <laughs> <laughs> and most observers assumed that, well, with Biden having released this report, that obviously means there's going to be some justice yeah, you handed want $7 out. $7 a gallon gas? No thanks. <laughs> and this was an actual quote from Jen Psaki, who was his press secretary at the time. He will not hold back, and he will speak out when there are concerns he has about human rights abuses, about the lack of freedom of speech or the lack of freedom of media and expression. Can we End just- quote. Can we just pick out all of the lies in that one specific yeah, sentence? Let's, let's yeah. redact some of that. Yeah, some tell, of me, that. <laughs> tell me about those human rights abuses, Jen. Let's take a look at those kids in cages still. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the lack of freedom of speech. More cops. Let's do it. Right. And of course, none of this happened. The administration announced some mild sanctions, but MBS wasn't even mentioned by name. And when Biden was asked questions about whether he was planning to punish the crown prince directly, he refused to answer. But they did announce a program called the Khashoggi Ban, which bans visas to anyone linked to state-sponsored repression. They even put out a list of 76 names targeted under that. And it's like, yeah, that'll show them. Take away their visa to travel (laughs) to the United States. You are not accepted anywhere. (laughs) American Express only for you. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to face down the American Express. <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, they finally admitted Biden didn't want to punish him directly because he didn't want to ruin our relationship with Saudi Arabia. We sell them a shit ton of weapons. They sell us oil. It's, it's good times. World so like, keeps on rocketing towards annihilation. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it used to be like no war for oil. And now it's just like no bad vibes for oil. <laughs> Don't harsh my oil buzz. (laughs) So that all happened. And now this last week, Biden goes and fist bumps this motherfucker. It's so funny if you just said he fists him. (laughs) (laughs) Biden goes and fist fucks this guy. (laughs) Now, how crazy would that have been? The minute he gets there, he just fucking turns him around. What's my foreign security get to him? (laughs) Wow, he is making him pay. But no, he fist bumped him. And if you watch the video, you can tell it was Biden who, like, he immediately has that fist ready as soon as he got out. Because Mohammed bin Salman, he's a young cat. He's in his 30s. And he's he's hip and progressive. He lets women drive. Oh, shit. Into other people. So they can kill them from the the murders. I think that that just trailed off. (laughs) Live on the murders that, you know. (laughs) You get it. You get it. You get what we're saying. 
And at even, first, it made it seem like that women drivers kill people, which is also by true. Default. <laughs> I want to believe that Biden had a hard time landing the fist bump, though. Like it was like definitely a handshake and then a oh. fist bump and then like just the most awkward yeah. thing ever. Like they made the accidental hand turkey thing. Yeah. <laughs> Punches yeah. him in the solar plexus. <laughs> Fists him. Even the thing about women driving is kind of bullshit because the only reason it seems like he did that is because think about it. If you're a dude living in Saudi Arabia, it's kind of a hassle that women can't drive because, like, you got to drive women everywhere. Like, no one. So, and that, they be shopping. Like, if you really <laughs> dig into Don't it. Tell me another one, brother. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you really dig into it, it seems like. That was at the heart of it, is that men were just like, fucking, we got to drive these dames everywhere? Come on. MBS, but I mean, that's also kind of the point, is that the men are expected to be the ones that are to take control. So it's like they're, it, it, in a way, by having that belief, they are sort of, by having that want and desire to let them do that, they're actually violating their own beliefs, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's a, the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck well, your beliefs, man. I mean, being as tight as they are with the United States probably yeah. violates some of those beliefs. Yeah. Too. Women be driving. Women be driving. Right? Me and, driving me crazy. And yeah, this trip. You know what I mean? <laughs> that That is the one that got Jeff. He is done. Oh, no. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> Wow. All right. So, yeah, Joe Biden uh, went to Saudi Arabia. That is the Al Capone getting busted for tax evasion of comedy <laughs> from me right now. I got you on a white collar. Yeah, this. Okay, I'm good. There's gas prices are still very high. MBS How was not. are they? Called out for murdering anyone. Nothing changed. Honestly, it's like someone talking shit online and then you see them at an open mic and they're like, hey, brother. <laughs> yes. It's yeah, like, where's your fucking so. spine? Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, I was just goofing, man. I don't know. Like, like real talk, dude. Like, I love that. Like, women just started driving over there. <laughs> it's baffling. It's baffling, but not at all surprising. <laughs> no, no. Like, it's baffling that he can take. It's honestly like it's a Trump level of looking at things and being like, is this motherfucker seriously doing this again? And like, and like, how does he believe his own bullshit or at least pretend like there's that thing? I know that he doesn't believe it, but it's like, how can you find it within yourself to be so obviously full of shit? That's the thing I've been having a hard time wrapping my head yeah. around for the last like five or seven years. Well, Remember when he was campaigning and he told a guy that he wasn't black if he voted yeah. for Trump? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I just remembered that. Yeah, I do remember well, that. Jesus. It really was the election of of like removal it's like oh it's like i'm not the other guy you got to get the other guy out and now that he's in there and people are just like could have been worse and it's like yeah but that's not enough yeah no yeah that's that not is, enough that is at all way, that is way not enough we like, have an just, old i'm not literally the worst person alive we have an old rictus grinned mummy running around being like hey at least i'm not the other guy and <laughs> yeah. just fucking just just eating shit the entire time poking people in the chest and being like hey hey jack <laughs> And it killed me after he was elected. There were so many people, especially because of COVID. People are like, oh, finally, the adults are in the room. It's like, no, Joe Biden's in the room. Yeah. yeah. That's not go back and listen to that corn pop speech. Like that's well, like, I how mean, is that any better than anything Trump rambles and says on the fucking <laughs> campaign trail? Like they're both crazy old men. I remember <laughs> the editor of The Onion during the primaries the one that was the editor during like the Biden years was like, I really regret us giving Joe Biden that like fun personality and all that shit, like making him like the wacky kind of dirtbag neighbor. Yeah. Um, and he's like, we really shouldn't have done that. No, no. Yeah. Joe Biden's a problem. He's a cop. Joe Biden is the mm -hmm. cop president. And that's why Kamala Harris is his VP. Cause she's a cop. Oh, speaking of quotes like that just stand out as has real bad flat administration is my favorite is when they're like, so what do you to Kamala Harris? They're like, what are you going to do to uh, fight this? Ro or what do you say to the people who want you to fight this Roe v. Wade thing? She just goes, do what? <laughs> <It> says that <laughs> on TV. She goes, do what? 
what do you want us to do? Like fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> how about like, <laughs> how about your fucking job? You psychopath. Yeah. What are we supposed to do? Like, how do we ar- how do we arrest the Supreme Court? <laughs> yeah. I can't. Do you have evidence that they're selling cocaine? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna plant drugs on the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> gonna murder the Supreme Court and sprinkle a little crack on them. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Live Tour. Oh, yeah. L-I-V. Of all the things, I did not look up why it's called the L-I-V Tour. It's a big Live Tyler fans. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what I was assuming is it's a Live Tyler reference, but I don't know. I think it's L4. (laughs) Yeah, is it 54? (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's Roman numerals, the 54 Tour. It's just the 54 Tour. Because, you know, you know the Arabs and their famous love for (laughs) Roman numerals. They hated Roman numerals so much, they invented new ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, golf is also way in love with Saudi Arabia right now. Phil Mickelson, in particular, and a whole bunch of other pro golfers, big names. But Phil Mickelson is probably the biggest name. They are all joining something called the Live Golf Invitational Series. Guys, yeah. I shit you not, it is a reference to the Roman numeral 54. Wow. <laughs> which is, if... uh. The score, if every hole on a par 72 course were birdied. That's what you would get. For, that's, you would shoot a 54. Y- it would be a 54. It's an, it's a, that's it's literally, an that's yeah. literally what it is, which is an infuriating way to name a golf tour. <laughs> well, do they even, it's a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> do they even get that calling it the 54 Golf Invitational Series would be much cooler? Yeah, like, especially if you wrote it L-I-V, but pronounced it 54. Because then when people say live, you could be like, it's 54. But the other part is like Roman, they created Arabic numerals. Well, yeah, but this is like, Saudi Arabia we're talking about. They don't give a shit. Arabic, Arabia. But at golf. the very least, they could have just, they, they murdered Roman numerals is what I'm saying. <laughs> and this, this is a flex. This, this is, is a, a flex. fucking flex on the Romans. It's like, man, you, you really go, you really got it bad for the Romans. So it's a new pro golf tour. That is essentially challenging the PGA. And it's hoping to be the number I tour. <laughs> <laughs> it is fronted by two-time Open Championship winner Greg Norman. There is a great 30 for 30 about that man choking hardcore at a golf tournament. Yeah, a that, fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that part's fine. Greg Norman, fine. It's fine that Greg Norman's fronting a new golf tournament, but... It's financed by Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund, which is their sovereign wealth fund. It's like how Saudi Arabia spends all that government oil money. And that part's less fine, you know? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Slush fund. It's, it is essentially a slush fund. Yeah. And despite the aligning with human rights abusers stink of it all, Lots of big name pros are signing on to play on the 54 tour. Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau's jacked ass, Patrick Reed. Anyone seen Bryson DeChambeau? You know, when you Google image search him, it's almost always pictures of him hanging out with Trump. At least (laughs) Bryson DeChambeau? At least like within the past uh, 24 hours or so because of all the um, because of the tour. Well, yeah, as we record this, he and Trump both are playing a live golf tournament event. Yeah, he looks like the security Wait, that one's guard. Called, that one's called 54 Laugh Love, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bryson DeChambeau, he just decided, well, hey, if I want to hit a golf ball 300 plus yards, I should probably just get super duper jacked. And yeah, just why don't, up why don't a- I look like a human square? He just showed up to a golf tournament at one point looking like a bodybuilder and all of his fellow golfers were like, can we change the rules to prevent this? This shouldn't shouldn't be a thing we have to fucking deal with in the future. Is he the carrot top of golf? (laughs) Kind of. I just just looked him up and he is incredibly jacked. Yeah. So, yeah, right now, Bryson DeChambeau and Trump are playing a tournament together. And we'll talk about that in a second. But when this new league was announced, PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan warned players that they would face stiff penalties if they played in the first live event in London. And here's the thing. Lots of them did because 
live, they're giving out a ton of money. Like it's Saudi Arabia. They have so much fucking money that the PGA, as huge as they are, they can't compete. What do, what do they have? You know, they don't have oil. Exactly. I don't think I put it in the notes, but what's attracting players is they're getting older players who aren't necessarily at the tail end of their career, but they're up there in years and they can make PGA Tour money playing a fraction of the events. There's like eight live tour events in a if season. I may, uh, this is a lot like when WCW signed all of the classic WWF, nay, WWE wrestlers such as Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, etc. When the WWE had decided that they wanted to go more towards a younger talent roster. So you had all these older guys leaving. WCW took them and gave them resurgences in their careers. Correct. Exactly Correct. like that. It really is. Yeah, I mean, it is. The only it, the only issue with it is the Saudi Arabia thing. Like, if almost, I mean, I'm not going to say if anyone else was funding this, like, if, oh, if it was just the Nazis, <laughs> then if we'd only, be all right with it. We probably would, honestly. If only 4chan had its own tour. <laughs> <laughs> or, but no, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, v- IV, IV Chan. Chan. There you go. I got it. <laughs> Oh, man, pretty soon it's going to be the V-I-I-I Chan tour. Oh, yikes. Oh. Auga. <laughs> I like that you just said that like a regular. Auga. Auga. <laughs> I do think it's crazy, though, because, like, golf is, like, classically just such a, like, an elitist sport anyway. Like, it is it is very poetic that this is happening. Like, I know, like, it's just, like, because it's, it's got to be so hard to maintain a golf course in in Saudi Arabia, like, it's just like, what a waste of resources. And it's just like for a few people to get really rich and like play golf, which is just like should be a crime. Yeah. What, <laughs> what's funny to me is the the ingrained racism in old yes. golf. Yeah. Having to watch the, the, the fastly growing Arab population of golfers must be infuriating to sure. these old, brittle, white pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird meeting of the minds for sure. I will add, though. Even though this is financed by Saudi Arabia, most of their events are right. not in Saudi Arabia. That, like the first true. one was in London. The one that's happening now is in New Jersey, which is the London of the United States. <laughs> and then there's gonna they're gonna finally have one in Mecca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be a pilgrimage. They're gonna do it on the Hajj. <laughs> so the PGA did take action. The players who participated in that live event were all suspended indefinitely is that right i mean did that was there a non-compete in the contract i don't think so because players do play in other leagues right because there's like a euro league I know. yeah then the pga can go fuck themselves and one of the sticking points that we'll get to at one point is whether the live tours results should count toward world rankings which i think just on the surface implies that there's multiple tours where the results contribute to world rankings. So, I mean, yeah, Saudi Arabia sucks, but this does seem a little excessive bordering on criminal on the yeah, PGA's yeah, part. Yeah, this is Godzilla versus Kong. Let them, let them fight. Yeah, well, yeah, there's that too. And confusingly, the players who were suspended were still able to play in the U.S. Open because that event is run by the U.S. Golf Association. Or USGA. And not, yeah, not Puga. Puga and is good. And they opted to let live golfers play. According to Sporting News, the decision boiled down to this. The USGA felt it would have to examine every potential qualifier's playing history to ensure that no other player had involvement with any unsavory events. Unsavory events. Eat my ass. You're letting Tiger Woods golf. That's unsavory as shit. Yeah. What do they mean? What's unsavory? The unsavory means they got caught this time. Yeah. <laughs> like, How many of these motherfuckers have hung out with Trump? That's pretty unsavory. Yeah. Yeah. I, I put that above Tiger Woods cheating on his wife in terms of unsavoriness. I mean, not a good thing that he did, but, you know. How many of them have hung out with John Daly? That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, There's no way that guy hasn't let a couple slurs fly on the course. Hey, oh. check out the John Daly season of You Don't Even Like Sports coming soon to the public, Ooh. or you can go hear all of it right now on the Patreon or Supercast. Yeah, we just wrapped it, and it is a killer. It is wild. Was I was literally na- native ad read. I like that. <laughs> I was talking. I was literally talking about 
that that show with Tom Ryman uh, yesterday. And he's like, I am so invested in the John Daly story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet John Daly will end up doing something with the live tour now that Trump's involved for sure. I feel like yes, but also they're they're going to be like we're we're not going to let this happen. <laughs> yeah, we maybe need, not. You need to stay the fuck away from us, please. <laughs> we're having a hard enough time as it is. <laughs> so the thing about the PGA suspending all those players is that, like I said, it might be illegal. The Justice Department is currently investigating the PGA's actions to see if they violated any federal antitrust laws. The irony of the Justice Department being involved in any of this. Yeah, yeah. It is crazy when government and sports intertwine, but it happens all the fucking time. When we were researching Jose Canseycast, did you watch when they did the the hearings? They did the steroid hearings, and Bernie Sanders was like, It's so happy to see so many cameras here. Just so you know, we're also working when baseball is not involved. We do a lot of important <laughs> yeah. things when there is no baseball. Yeah. And you I should like also that. bring those cameras here when we're doing these things. And they were like, we're not going to do that. They were like, now, can someone bring me some unsalted mashed potatoes? <laughs> Those hearings are a lot of fun. That's that's the one where Sammy Sosa forgot that, forgot he, that he speaks English. <laughs> English. Yeah, he did a real baseball been very, very good to me situation. <laughs> and, uh, and then McGuire just being like, I, I'm not. I don't like to look back on the past. I'm not here to talk about the past. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, yes, you are. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to use that at like a criminal defense trial for something. Like just like if someone like a murderer goes up and goes like, look, I'm not here to talk about people I may or may not have killed. I'm here to talk about my new book. <laughs> yeah, it was Who's even weirder when Mark McGuire pretended he forgot how to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. Who's who's this woman you've been texting? Well, I'm not really here to talk about the past. I'm here pretty much to promote the for my press kit. I don't know if my person sent it over, but I'm here to talk about my new movie. And uh, I do have a funny story about uh, about golf. <laughs> yeah, it's and called Courage Under McGuire. <laughs> so it seems like this live golf tour thing in terms of possible law violations by the PGA. It seems like it's going to boil down to that thing where if the live tour applies to have their results included in world rankings and that gets rejected that's going to look bad for the pga because the pga tour commissioner is part of the official world golf yeah, rankings board. yeah when fifa seems like a better organization than you <laughs> like as far as yeah like that's a problem if they seem like less mafia shit than you are that's an issue. Yes. And so there are some other big names involved in this besides just golfers. We mentioned Trump, and we'll talk about him in a second. But also Charles Barkley. Famed golfer. Famed golfer, famed role model. He used to have Nike commercials back in the 80s where he was like, don't call me a role model. It's like, I don't like, think we, anyone was. No, we don't. That We really don't. I remember when he, I remember he, he did commercials where he was like animated like a California raisin. Oh, I yeah. That. I remember that. I also remember him going up against Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. And, actually, and, and uh, uh, had his powers sucked away by the Monstars. And Michael he had Jordan. A, he had a real. <laughs> he's had an event. What did you say, Adam? I said and Michael Jordan because uh, Michael Jordan beat him in the finals. The that's right. There, that's so. right. So yeah, Michael Jordan sucked sucked all of his energy out of his. <laughs> those, two, those two, do not, <laughs> those two do not get along anymore. Really? Is yeah. it a gambling thing? He gambled away his friendship with Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they bet on whether they were still friends, and Michael Jordan lost. Now, now some guard at like the Chicago yeah. Stadium his best friends, friends with, with Charles is now friends with Charles Barkley. What up Chuck? He's just calling him all the time. Yeah, he won Charles Barkley's friendship in a game of dice. <laughs> what a lucky guy. That would be great. Oh, you get to really go to funny. all these live events with Charles Barkley. Man, this is this is terrible, but I'm still going to do it. His blood money. So I like Blood Mine is terrible, but also good. <laughs> Earlier this year, Charles Barkley was asked about the insane amounts of money that Live Golf was handing out to golfers. And he said, listen, if someone gave me $200 million, I'd kill a relative. Yeah. I wonder I wonder what that is adjusted for 80s money. In yeah, which case, I bet Charles Barkley killed someone in the 80s because he made uh, a shit ton of money then. 
He'd be like, if someone gave me two hundred million, I'd kill a reporter for the Washington Post. <laughs> I'd punch his head clean off. And apparently, Greg Norman heard all that because shortly after making that statement, Barkley confirmed in an interview with the New York Post that he'd recently had dinner with Greg Norman to discuss a potential broadcasting role with Live Golf. I think and- technically, when it's Charles Barkley, it's dinners. <laughs> Yeah, correct. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> um, I, would, I would also like to add, by the way, that Charles Barkley is refreshing enough that he'd be the only person honest in this entire story. Oh, yeah. Like, he's the only one with the balls to be like, yeah, I'm probably going to do this thing because it pays a ton of money. We're all, we're all of our hands are covered in blood all yeah. of the time. Yeah, here's his exact quote. We have all taken blood money and we all have sports washed something. So I don't like those words, to be honest with you. If you were in pro sports, you were taking some type of money from not a great cause. And that's quote. correct. Yeah. And he, here's the thing where he really has a leg to stand on in that is if you reflect on all the hubbub around former Houston Rockets GM or is he current Houston Rockets GM? No, he moved. He went to Philadelphia. He was the Houston Rockets GM. And I believe he got, spot. he got fired for commenting on China detaining Muslims in re-education camps. And the NBA was like, hey, bud, we do a lot of business in China. Don't take that back. That was the controversy where LeBron James tweeted about it and was like, some people need to think before they go messing with people's money. And it's like, man, China's committing genocide over there, pal. Like, are you sure that's the the stance you want to take? Yeah, but yes. what if what if rich people don't get richer though? That's worse. <laughs> That's, yeah. You can't be exactly. messing with my yeah. Exactly. yeah what, if you what wait too. Yeah, I have another I have another floor to add on. I have another story to add on to <laughs> yeah. my McMansion here. I gotta I gotta pay a bunch of people to not talk about some stuff I did. <laughs> and never mind what. But at the same time, that doesn't mean Charles Barkley has to revel in it. Right. Like he doesn't have to carry it on to a whole other level where now you're also working with Saudi Arabia. Like Charles Barkley has no say in whether the NBA deals in China and he does have to make a living and working in basketball is going to be Charles Barkley's most obvious route to making a living because he is a basketball legend, but he doesn't have to do this shit, right? Like he's got no reason to do this other than, well, it's more money. Yeah, and, and the, the, it's kind of tough when when someone's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, we all do terrible shit. So, like, like, but, like, that's not a justification for why he has to do it. Like, in his mind, he's like, we've all, sure, we've all taken blood money. It's a bad industry, blah, blah, blah. But he's, he's like, so fuck it. I'm going to just keep being a piece of shit. Like, well, I'm not going to be any, I'm going to address it and then say it's fine and move on. It's just hard to get behind that <laughs> as, a, as an ethos. <laughs> Yeah, I just I appreciate the honesty. I you know I like I, I like, do appreciate that. At least he's not bullshitting, but it's also like, but you know, it's yeah, just the like, honesty is nice, but it's also like you could be honest about it and also decline to do this. Which he, yeah. in his defense, I did see shortly before we started recording, he did turn down the broadcasting offer. Oh, okay, well that's good. So that's good, but I'm pretty sure he did still play in the live event that's happening right now because he committed to that right away yeah i think he's he's made peace with the idea that there is a lack of morality in this world which i agree i agree with there's like no morality but he's and he's like i'm not gonna not do this because it's already broken right but then why can't anyone make that excuse then joe biden could say that if he wanted to no i'm not saying it's good i'm saying it's at least good that he's honest about it whereas other people like people like lebron LeBron are saying other other things and ignoring the shit. And Charles Bark is like, yeah, man, that's fucked up. I'm still going to do it. But it's fucked up, right? I agree with you on that. He's like, am I, am I the guy who's going to fix the world? No, I'm just trying to make some money. Like, Yeah. And at the end of the day, there's a whole slew of white athletes who are taking this money. And I mean, ask them the same questions. I mean, they've uh, probably been asked the questions. I'm sure Phil Mickelson had some very similar bullshit response yep at least i think you know like the the white athletes think barkley's just a better celebrity than any of those people yes that's like he's just an objectively better celebrity than any white golfer he's a (laughs) yeah he's a bigger name than pretty much any golfer like short of like tiger woods maybe phil mickelson but yeah that's even pushing it 
No, Charles. I'd say Charles Barkley's a bigger name than Phil Mickelson. Yeah, probably. I mean, just just his hosting duties for yeah, TBS he's just or whatever or so TNT. Much. He's so or, he's seen yeah. so often. And here's what's disappointing about Charles Barkley committing to play this live pro am tournament, which means professional and amateur combined. It's at a Trump golf course, and Charles Barkley was actually a very outspoken opponent of Trump when he was running for office and when he was in office. And, of course, Trump played this live tournament also. It's, it's happening right now. Trump has been very vocal about how golfers should just in mass leave the PGA and join live. He jumped on Truth Social in July, oh, which is gotta do his, it. his own social media platform, to call on all golfers to join live golf. Here's his quote. All of those golfers that remain loyal to the very disloyal PGA in all of its different forms will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with Liv comes and you get nothing but a big thank you from PGA officials who are making millions of dollars a year. If you don't take the money now, you will get nothing after the merger takes place and only say how smart the original signees were. End quote. There's some background here. After the Capitol riots, there was a PGA championship, 2022 PGA championship, was scheduled for that same Trump golf course in New Jersey. And the PGA pulled it after the Capitol riots. And that's when Trump decided, all right, well, everyone should go join Live Golf instead. They and- should have moved it even closer. They should have played the tournament in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. Start breaking shit. How does it feel to have your building invaded? <laughs> Don. Don. (laughs) Ronald. Don Ronald. So then fast forward to this event finally happening. And this just happened. Trump was asked about, you know, all the 9-11 stuff. Because 9-11 families again are like, hey, we think they killed all of our loved ones. You know, like 2,700 or so of them. And you're a former U.S. president. How about you not? How about you not host a Saudi finance golf tournament at your golf course. And a reporter asked him about it. And Trump said, nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11. But that they should. I did. Here's the thing. I feel like a lot of people have, including Trump. This is a quote from him a couple years ago. The 9-11 families wrote Trump a letter. And in that letter, they reminded him of this quote. That he said on Sean Hannity's TV show at one point. Take a look at Saudi Arabia. Open the documents. We ought to get Bush or somebody to have the documents open. Because frankly, if you open the documents, I think you are going to see it with Saudi Arabia. Those people would not have been in the country had my policies been intact. End quote. That is that thing of like, we were talking about earlier with Joe Biden. Like Trump just, like he doesn't give a shit what he says ever. And will just like, well, we haven't got the bottom. Like, you know, he doesn't care how much... He's a compulsive liar. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's fascinating that a lot of people in this country mistake that for like a good thing, like a confidence thing, or like a straight shooter thing. Like it's just it's a mix of hilarious and terrifying. Yeah, because it, it's like on paper, like if you know when you know some like jackass and like the comedy scene that's like this, it's funny. <laughs> like if you know like some idiot that's not actually in control of anything or has any money, but then that's why it's terrifying is when it's. Someone like that who like literally like, yeah, like Trump goes on his social media platform that he started out of spite to yell about a golf thing out of spite. Like it's just there's so much just like emotional bullshit in it and none of it is real and it makes me drink. Uh, <laughs> so it ends up happening. Because you have a problem. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Let's 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 blame it on something. The minute Obama started tweeting. We as Americans, all of us, should have been like, nope, nope. Yeah, this should be happening. Nope, not you. Get off Twitter <laughs> if you're an elected official. No fucking social media for you. That should have been immediate law, but it yeah. wasn't. And now here we are. Now Facebook decides world events for us. Right. We need some entertainers to fix this problem, Adam. I would agree, but that's probably not going to happen because entertainers love Saudi Arabia too, Jeff. Because they love (laughs) 9-11. Right. Like, it's almost quicker to name the artists who have pulled out of performing in Saudi Arabia, which would be Nicki Minaj, which who thought she was going to be the hero of this story. She married a pedophile. 
There's so many celebrities who have performed in Saudi Arabia. I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Mariah Carey did in 2019, which is a very bad look. People asked her not to, and she still did it. Also, BTS, legendarily woke K-pop band BTS. They ain't American. They're not American, but do you have to be American to care about Saudi Arabia violating human rights? Yes. No. Um, I, I think I think this is a good example of BTS being, quote, woke, but just being, like, manufactured. Yeah, also <laughs> they're just a, a, a giant boy conglomerate unto themselves that will do whatever to make money, like Charles yeah. Barkley. Whatever, whatever Korean Lou Pearlman Voltron these little bastards together, <laughs> he's not really going to care about. <laughs> oh, there's documentaries. There's a documentary about a K-pop band called Blackpink. It's on Netflix. I watched Oh, I know Blackpink. In your area. And that's what they say on their songs, Blackpink. Oh. <laughs> and uh, it's brutal. Once you hit like Blackpink BTS level, you're doing okay. But before that, you're like living in dorms. You're practicing 13 hours a day, six days a week. It's a fucking nightmare. And uh, yeah, BTS. Yeah, it's like, what if, what if a whole genre was controlled by Joe Jackson? Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's We did a whole episode about it. Go listen to it, people. But <laughs> BTS played a sold-out show in Saudi Arabia in 2019, despite all sorts of criticism over it. And for the record, that criticism- You're like, don't lose your head. <laughs> right? <laughs> or or your limbs. All of your limbs. Because also, they didn't just cut the guy's head off. They cut all his limbs off. Pretty hacky move on their part. Oh, oh, oh Jeff, I what do you mean? I never, I never saw that coming. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, what? but I mean, the concert went well and they killed. <laughs> True. Yeah, 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 yeah. They murdered for sure. And a journalist I like, on stage. They punched his head off. <laughs> I like this quote from BTS. It's, I believe, from RM, who, a little inside baseball here. You know what that RM stands for? Rap monster. Recently murdered. Oh. Recently murdered would be a cooler name than Rap Monster. <laughs> rap Monster. <laughs> I would love that if all five of them said this at the same time, like, like, like oh yeah, like they all unison. say the quote together. Yeah. Also, don't be racist, Jeff. There's seven of them. Here we go. It's, I don't. I know nothing about them. <laughs> this is are their... all their names just letters? No, no. They're okay. they're <laughs> like they're a really popular band. They they sold out SoFi no. three nights in a row. No, I I know they're huge. I, I know they're massive. And I know that, you know, Sideshow was very happy when we got their license to release their stuff. And, you know, it was a, it's a big deal. I, I know that. I do love this quote. Here we go. I wouldn't say it was easy, but we were officially invited. It's been a while since we've performed in the Middle East. I guess the last time was 2015 in Dubai. To put it simply, if there's a place where people want to see us, we'll go there. That's how we feel. End quote. Cut them to going to North Korea. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, become an, that would be my immediate question. How about yeah. North Korea, pal? The, they're going to become an NK pop band. <laughs> yeah. And like, I wonder if anyone ran that by them. Like, was anyone like, okay, what if North Korea invites you? Are you going to go? Like, are, can you yeah. overlook yeah. those human rights abuses? Yeah. Come on, rap monster. Yeah. <laughs> rap monster. That is so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, how old was he when he picked that name? <laughs> I'm a rap monster, man. That's like yeah. something that's like something Aaron Carter would have said on his <laughs> first album. That's how I beat Shaq. Hey, I'm the rap monster. Yeah, I do like people's selective shit like that though. Like there's like, oh, we just don't what they're saying there is we just don't care about Saudi Arabia's stuff like we care about stuff that's closer to our home. So like they wouldn't go to North Korea. I'm sure they wouldn't. But they they wouldn't occur to them that it's the same kind of shit. Yeah, that's a very underrated detail in the history of the band Queen. When in the 80s, every rock band on the planet, rap groups, fucking Run DMC, all these bands were like, well, we're not going to play South Africa until apartheid is over. But Queen was like, fuck you, there's money over there. Yeah. We'll play South Africa, baby. Mm -hmm. There's emerald money here, motherfucker. <laughs> we're going to go right? meet a musk. <laughs> He's gonna get Anna one of Matthews. us pregnant. Yeah, I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna go get fucked by Elon Musk's dad. Which is weird. They'd say that in the '80s. Yeah, they, they're, 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 called, they're referring to him by yeah. this child's son. So uh, yeah, this BTS performed there. It was a sh few short months after Nicki Minaj pulled out of a concert 
in Saudi Arabia for, you know, human rights concerns. And now she heard her cousin got chlamydia there. <laughs> so now fast forward to 2021. Justin Bieber. Smash cut two. This one seems a little more egregious to me because after it was announced Justin Bieber was going to perform in Saudi Arabia, Hatice Senjis, the fiance of Jamal Khashoggi, wrote an opinion piece in the Washington Post that was literally just a letter to Justin Bieber pleading with him to not perform for the regime that killed her fiance. The literal title of the article, please, Justin Bieber, don't perform for the regime that killed my fiance. Famed newspaper reader, Justin Bieber. <laughs> Yeah, but still, he had to hear about it. Well, of course, yeah. He he caught a glimpse while he was swatting away a homeless person with the newspaper. (laughs) He caught a glimpse of it. This is a quote from the article. I am writing to you with a plea. Cancel your December 5th performance in Saudi Arabia. This is a unique opportunity to send a powerful message to the world that your name and talent will not be used to restore the reputation of a regime that kills its critics. End quote. She also mentioned how ironic it was that he had recently released albums called Justice and Freedom Both, but is also going to perform in a country where those two things are very hard to find if you are a citizen. Well, I think the hidden meaning there in those album titles is what he meant was just us, freedom. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what what people forget is he's like, no, like we're just only us, only us, nobody else. We don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Like appealing to the intellect and compassion of Justin Bieber is insane. Now, I understand he's also like been really good with Make-A-Wish. So he's not like a bad dude. It's just he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. It's like teaching French to a moth. Has anyone listened to that Justice album? It is one of the most uncomfortable listens because it's all songs about fucking. And then every once in a while, there are snippets of Martin Luther King speeches. Oh, good. But none of the songs are like political or about racial justice. He just like was like, fuck it. George Floyd happened. Time to drop some MLK in the middle of my fuck album. Time to (laughs) sing about fucking Martin Luther King. (laughs) I have a dream about that ass. I have a wet dream. (laughs) I have a wet dream. (laughs) And that's the thing. It is like MLK speeches going into like songs about peaches, which in this case, not the fruit. The 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 musician, the assholes, oh. peaches, peaches, the, <laughs> the, the, the filthy peaches. rapper, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sucking on my titty like you wanted it, him all the time. I'm remember the teaches of Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the teaches of oh, oh, the no. teaches of preachers, teaches the teachers of preachers. <laughs> oh man. So, of course, Justin Bieber still performed in Saudi Arabia. He was like, yeah, fuck you, lady. Yeah. They're paying. What are you paying me not to perform there? Yeah. And but he, like, he was these probably, people he, don't he, need money, though, right? Like, Justin Bieber doesn't need that gig. I mean, yeah, he has to work. I know that. But, like, does is that, like, if I don't go, man, like, it's over. Like, I, I feel like that's the crazy thing about this stuff to me. Like, BTS, did they need that gig, you know? No, no. Yeah. That's, Jason yeah, that's Derulo tough. opened for him. I should Great. mention that. He didn't get nearly the same flack Justin Bieber got. Do you yeah. think he, <laughs> he was probably like, where's my fucking letter? I feel like he wasn't going to be there without him. <laughs> and I would love to see BTS sitting in the crowd, like taking notes. <laughs> yeah, just on one of their routine trips to Saudi Arabia. To they're hang just out. there. They don't even have good seats. <laughs> no, they, they have shit seats for sure. So <laughs> it's because Rap Monster did the booking. <laughs> and yeah, I am honor bound to mention again that Mariah Carey performed there. Yes. Also, which sucks. And uh, we haven't even I forgot to put in the notes. The WWE, too. They are so in love with Saudi Arabia. They sure do. I think they signed like a 10 year like they have a 10 year plan with them. Um, called the the crown jewel, and uh, it's one of those things where like they did allow women to wrestle in like the second one. Yes, but they had to wear full body um outfits. suits of armor, movement restricting yes. uh stuff. I assume. I know John Cena turned it down, right? He turned it down. That Daniel Bryan guy pulled out. Like, I'm gonna- a lot of the bigger name WWE stars did end up pulling out. I'm gonna guess that. 
Vince McMahon in this situation kind of seems like he would have been smart enough, although, you know, as of speaking, he's just stepped down. But he probably would have been like, if you go, you're going to make a lot of money. I'm not going to force anyone to go. I'm going to assume that that was the situation. Provide the option. Yeah. But it's been going on since 2018. And they're still over there, right? They still do events in Saudi Arabia? Oh, yeah. Crown Jewel's still a thing. Nuts. It is. I I mean, I know we kind of like we, we last minute. You know, when coming in here, we're like, we should talk about Crown Jewel. You know, I wish I was more aware of the WWE. I mean, I'm glad I'm not, to be 100% honest. <laughs> I just followed it. But like wrestling. But yeah, the the Crown Jewel, it's going to be November 5th. Yeah. Remember, remember. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, it's it's in Riyadh. Um, so we got that going for us. So if we want to go on a little trip. Yeah, let's go. Let's see if there's any hotels available. In My Riyadh. buddy WrestleMonster wants to come. <laughs> Too bad it's it's still RM though. Raya <laughs> wrestled with an R. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, they they really do get in there too. It's not like you look at the WWE and be like, oh, them too. It's more right. of like, a, of course, yeah, of fucking course they went. Yeah, but also I imagine the millions and millions of people who listen to this podcast overseas in other countries. I'm sure are listening to this going, well, your country's the one that dropped a nuclear weapon. Yeah, and that is a fair point. (laughs) People still work with you, and you did that. over it. (laughs) Just us. That was decades ago. Just us, okay? Just us. Not justice. Just us. I I would also add, though, that like with the nuclear bomb thing, that was to end a war. Like, I understand it's a problem, but it was also, it wasn't wartime. Yeah, like, it was sort of to end a war. It was a war that was going to end, but also fine. What about the multitude of other yeah. atrocities? Like that, ask Central and South America. Yeah, just about. look at our CIA record. Yes. But yeah, so Daniel Bryan pulled himself out. John Cena pulled himself out uh, back in 2018. Um, they it was were both a whole in thing. the ring, but they <laughs> pulled yeah. out. Giant hooks. Yeah, yeah, the the, the, the Sandman came kind of thing. The, the Sandman, who, by the way, uh, way worse when it's in that context. <laughs> oh, so yeah that's... yeah, that's Saudi Arabia. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there, girlfriend. Don't go there. That's what everybody's saying when they're talking about that. Like, do not travel <laughs> to Saudi Arabia, girlfriend. But also, don't. But yeah, don't. don't. Yeah. Especially if you're if you're critical of their regime and you are and Don't you work for the Washington them, Post. Do yeah. not report on them. The three of us can't go near anything Saudi related ever again. No, that's we'll true. Be, we will be dismembered you know what? with a bone. I'm going sausage. on Hodge. You know, yeah, I'm, gonna conver- I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to Crown Jewel. Is, is Hodge like Rumspringer? No, Hajj is the uh, it's the fifth pillar of Islam. Hajj oh. is the um, if possible, you have to travel, make the pilgrimage to Mecca. Oh, okay, um, so it's like a birthright kind of thing. It it is, but you know the opposite. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's the it's the reverse birthright, reverse but, reverse rate. Well, because I used to this is like uh, I used to teach about this specific like the Hajj and and Saudi Arabia and everything like that, and and it was really interesting. There was this great documentary about the Hajj and like all the different people going during the Iraq War and like all the shit that they had to deal with. So I think that's our episode, right? Probably. I yeah, that's a sode. Just a have, smooth hour and a half episode? Yeah. Well, I mean, like 20 minutes of it is outtakes where we were just so jibber-jabbering good. ahead of time. Thank you both for doing the pod. Yeah. We got things to plug, including me, live Unpops podcast, Sunday, August Riyadh. 28th, 4 p.m. Caveat NYC. 4 p.m. Come see us, then go do some other shit with your night. You can get tickets at unpops.co slash NYC or go to the caveat NYC website. I'm doing a live on pops with me, Alex Schmidt, Sliceberg Slim and comedian Khalees Hawkins. Woo! Nice. So come to that. I don't know why I said Khalees that way. Khalees Hawkins. <laughs> like, like she's being brought out to the crown jewel. <laughs> yeah. It's Khalees Hawkins. <laughs> My, my God, that's Khalees Hawkins music. <laughs> Shout out to Khalees. She's great. We've been friends forever. So, yeah, come to that. And, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Todd Brown. Yeah, do that shit. Yeah. What else? Who else got plugs? Do it. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. Kevin, uh, go ahead. 
Well, you know, you could uh, listen to the occasionally that's updated. Enough. Oh, that's I was going to say you could listen to the occasionally updated Unpops podcast, and now you've shut yourself down. No, uh, yeah, Bleak and Reviews still out there. That podcast that occasionally we do episodes on when we have time. Other than the big plug, though, I just want to say if you live in the Los Angeles area, August thirteenth. Uh, my comedy show Avatar 2 is celebrating its one year anniversary at the Good Night in North oh. Hollywood. We've got an wow. incredible lineup. People like Babs Gray, Ify Wadaway, Paula V. Gunalan, and uh, who else? Ed Greer. Uh, wow. It would be nice if you put a straight Dosh. white male on that lineup, yeah. please. Hey, yeah, it's nice. we've got two of them as the hosts. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, fuck me and Jeff both, I guess. Yeah, no, it's no. It's, you guys are congr- hosting. No, congrats on a year. No, you congrats guys are on hosting. A year. I've but never you. been asked to yeah, do the show. Yeah, congrats on I, a year without me and Jeff. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Welcome back. I, yeah. I, 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 I have you both now off of on my the show. List. No, yeah, off, yeah. off of my list to ever book. Because <laughs> the one fair, thing honestly, I will do, I'll book anyone fair. as long as they don't guilt trip me about it on their podcast. Yeah. Edit all of his stuff out. That's true. I will. Yeah, it's all just going to be a long beep. But yeah, you can find at KB Anderson Yo for more information about that. And of course, Jeff and Adam will be on in the future. And I assume true? Jeff doesn't have anything to plug. We should no. probably just no. wrap it up. You can check out uh, Unpop's oh. Crown Jewel in Riyadh this November. <laughs> uh, we're going to be doing a live podcast. No women again. Uh, <laughs> Correct. But uh, except Colleen Hawkins, <laughs> except Colleen Hawkins in a full body con. Uh, so you can, uh, but you can check out. Uh, first off, we'll do live stand up. Mint on Card is back second Friday of every yes. month. Uh, August twelfth is our next uh, is our next episode. I was going to say. Boy, nope. I sure have shift, shifted careers, haven't I? Um, <laughs> at Blast in the Past on Beautiful Magnolia in Burbank, California. Kevin is not on that, that's but only true. because I don't think he's funny. That's, now, that's, uh, that's not true. We'll have to get you on some point. I've done the show uh, in the past. You have that's enough uh, <laughs> in the blast from the past. You Ayo. can also check out Jeff has cool friends, uh, which is my podcast where I interview my cool friends. Uh, you can check that out uh, for free everywhere. But if you wanted a week early with uncensored episodes and bonus content, please, 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 please head to patreon.com slash Jeff May one word. Uh, and you can get that plus Ugg fine with Kim crawl, my monthly show. Uh, you can also check out da, 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 uh, this, and you don't even like sports, a sports podcast about how Kevin doesn't like sports. What? Uh, yeah, I know. It's crazy. I didn't know they were doing it for me. As well as Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network. And What's that about? Uh, bye. Follow only me on social media. At, yeah, at only me. That's Jeff's handle. That's a, that's a only fans that is for yourself, right? Yeah. You just, you just watch G- yourself. for Jack J and O. J and O, baby. All right, bye. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Kevin, say goodbye. Boy. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Khalees Hawkins rookie card, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Give me 10. 